Okay. Thank you. And remember Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled. Do you have barns? <laughs> so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats, your wine vats, will overflow with new wine. Abba, Father, we love you so much today. We, we pray that as we minister to you, God, how much we love you. That you will receive these offerings and bring 10, 30, 60, 100 fold for those who give out of their abundance or out of their little. We praise you. We give because you gave first. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're going to sing and play a little medley of worship choruses. If you know these choruses, please join in with us. We have come into this place, gathered in his name.
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, that's right. We got a good one for you today. Dear God, we thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he's made a way for us, that he's part of the water, that he's rolled back the stone, that he's risen again, and he's here for us, and that his promises are yes and amen, and they're for us. We just got to take them. Amen? Amen. The past. Run from it or learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. The past. We're going to either have to learn from it or run from it continually. And I'll tell you, the more you run from it, the tireder you're going to get. The more you run from it, the more fatigue you're going to get, and the more aggravated you're going to get, and the worse it's going to be for you in life. And I'll tell you, that's not what God has planned for you. It's so absolutely clear in Scripture, you just won't believe it. We're going to be getting there. So we all have a past, every single one of us. Some of it we probably want to forget about. Like skeletons in the closet? Yeah. There's liable to be multiple skeletons in the closet. And it's a door you probably want to keep closed. I know that I do. Maybe there's some things in the past that you're not real proud of. Some things you said that kind of slipped out. Or they didn't slip out. You let them out. Some thoughts in there that just didn't work out. Maybe some really, really bad choices. Is anybody, can anybody say amen to that? <laughs> amen. How about some relationships? I know nobody in here has got any relationships that when they look back and they say, oh, man, oh, yeah. I was divorced. I hate, to, I hate to confess that, but it's just the truth. Did a funeral here yesterday uh, morning for a man that uh, he'd been married almost 60 years. He, he figured something out, and that's what he told me. He, I had to figure it out. Maybe you've hung out at the wrong places, you know, where they turn the lights on and off. They stopped the music. The guys on the band have left the stage. They, just one more. You've been in the wrong place. And maybe some things that you lingered on, you've now got the results of those things that you've done in the past. Yeah. You could probably think of a few. I'm not going to name any, and I wouldn't want you to, but you know what I'm talking about. So how does dwelling on the past affect us? I mean, we a lot of times can want to look back and get back in there. It's easy to do. It's easy to slip back. I can be with friends of mine, and before you know it, I'm talking like they were and wanting to act like they were. It's really, really easy just to slip back. 
contemporary, contemporary psychological thinking about dwelling on the past says this. Dwelling in the past has a way of making us anxious. If you don't deal with anxiety, if you're the kind of person that anxiety never bothers you, God bless you. But dwelling in the past has a way of making us anxious, and anxiety leads to a mental paralysis where we find ourselves stuck. It's like the fight or flight syndrome. You just get stuck. And we start to fear and doubt the incomes or the outcomes because of the past. I've done that before. Didn't work. I'm afraid to do it new. I'm, try, I'm afraid to try something. We're vulnerable at the worst way possible, not wanting to face the day ahead. So we just stay there. Reminds me of a story. Simba and Rafiki. Simba and Rafiki. Everybody knows Simba and Rafiki. Isn't the movie The Lion King? Do you remember that? Okay. Mufasa. He was a headline. He was the big guy. He was the lead of the pride. He knew everything. He was strong. He was powerful. His voice was that voice of uh, James Earl Jones. And poor old Mufasa, he was killed by his brother Scar, who takes over the pride of lions. And Simba is one of those that's in the pride. Simba is the son of Mufasa. Now, what does the Lion King have to do with any of this? Just hang on. Just hold tight. Because if you haven't seen this movie, it's, it's a watch. Simba is the son of Mufasa, and this young Simba is going to be growing up to take back the kingdom from Scar. Now, does that sound familiar? I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. You may have to go to somebody's camp and take back what they've stolen from you. And if you are living and running from the past, you're going to be locked in anxiety. You're going to be locked in fear. You're not going to be able to do it. You're going to say, it didn't turn out so good last time. So Simba is the son of Mufasa, and he's growing back up to take over the kingdom from Scar. It's the classic good versus evil story. Simba. He thinks about these past failures and fears, just like the contemporary psychological thinking. He thinks back about the past failures and fears, and Rafiki is a wise monkey, and he's a confidant of Simba. They're together. And Simba is lamenting over his place in life and everything that happened with his father and how Scar made the wildebeest come down and run him over and kill him. He watched his father die. And Rafiki, with his stick, hits Simba on the head. And Simba says, you've heard the saying, 
I'm going to knock the sense into you or out of you. Somebody says, what was that for? And Rafiki says, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. You can either run from it or learn from it. That's what our scripture is about today, the past. You can either run from it, you can learn from it. The scripture is very clear. I'm going to Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, and I'm going to go back to 16 and 17 a little bit, but it's just these two verses I want to talk to you about today. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Here's what the scripture says. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God is saying this, see, I'm doing a new thing. Do any of you need a new thing today? Yeah, I need a new thing. You need a new thing. We as a church need a new thing. Look at our country. We need a new thing. This is not a political statement. I'm talking about we need a new thing. We need guidance from God. See, I'm doing a new thing, how it springs up. He says, don't you perceive it? Hasn't God made a move in your life before? And you thought, how did that happen? But when it was happening, you could perceive it coming. You could perceive a move of God coming if you keep your antennas up. See, it's a new thing, how it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness, and I'm making streams in the wasteland. Yeah. Forget to remember the former things that are in the past. Forget the bad beginning. Forget the bad start. Don't dwell or linger or ruminate or stay there in the past. If you're going to dwell somewhere, it's like dwelling in the house of the Lord. It's staying in there. You see, you've got a choice. We can dwell in our past failures, our past skeletons, the things that were back there that didn't really work, the people that did us wrong, and how many times they did us wrong. You can stay there if you want, but it's in the past. And I am the great I am. Moses says, well, what am I going to tell him your name is? When I go to Pharaoh, what am I going to tell him? Who, who sent me? I am. I am. And I am is doing a new thing. Are you ready for a new thing in your life? Yeah, you want something new to spring up in your life? New relationships, new wealth, new health, new prosperity, new open doors? You want things to change in your relationships? Are you looking for something new? He says it springs up, causes it to grow abundantly or thickly, not like my hair. I might need a new thing there. You see, what God has got to say about us and to tell us in Scripture about moving forward is in Luke, Luke nine sixty two. Jesus said this, no one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back 
is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. You got to plow ahead. You got to plow fresh ground. You got to plow new ground, new earth that's ready to be plowed, and God is ready for you to plow it. He's wanting you to grab that plow and keep going. I marvel at how rows of crops are so straight. As you look down at them, it's, it's unbelievable how straight they are. You don't get rows plowed straight unless you're looking forward, not looking back. If you're looking back and you're plowing, just try it in your car. Just try this in your car. Wait till you try this. I bet some of you already have. You got your hand on the wheel, and you want to look to the left. Yeah. Oh, you're going to look to the right. And before long, you're hearing bum, 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 bum. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. It, it's, the scripture is even more clear about this. In Philippians 3, 13 and 14, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have and take a hold of it. I, I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm still headed that way. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. God's got an abundance for you. Every day his mercies are new. Every day he's got something for you. Every day, every step. Yeah, you can take two steps forward and one step back or whatever, but keep looking ahead. Don't dwell back here. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. That's where we're going. Heavenward. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. We've all got things that haven't worked for us. We've all got a past. We've all got things we've got to deal with and deal with them. Young lady yesterday in the funeral, earlier her husband had been sick and died. I did his funeral. Her son, through the stress of it all, committed suicide. I did his funeral. Her mother died. I did her funeral. And she says to me, she says, I could wallow in the past. I could stay back there. It's easier than it is to move ahead. She says, but I got to keep going. I got a father, and I got sisters, and I got another child, and they all need me. So as God has given us this instruction to not dwell in the past, 
There's some things he wants us to remember. Just before today's scripture, I want you to look at two verses. Our scripture today is Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. But I want you to look at 16 and 17, just above it. Because I told you this was a contrast between good and evil. And, and your thinking can be centered on good or evil. And you can jump back into the evil. You can get back into there. Like Jim was talking about, the helmet of salvation. It's, it's made of blood. It's powered of blood. And it covers your head so that Satan can't get the things in there. And hopefully you won't even get the things in there. But this is what is in Isaiah 16 and 17. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, I'm going to tell you, he's talking to the nation of Israel, but he's talking to us. He's talking about here, the Red Sea. Have you ever faced a Red Sea? Has it ever been in front of you? Where something was there and you just didn't think you could get through it. Just didn't know if you could make it. You had been in captivity. You tried to get away, but now you're looking at the sea and you're thinking, are you sure about this, God? This is what the Lord says. He made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. It's a path forward. He said, who drew out the chariots and horses. These are those from Pharaoh. And the army and reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again. Extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. You see, what God is saying is, these things that are behind you, you can keep running from them or you can enter in. You can keep running from them and let them, you can hear them back there. I hear the chariots. I hear the clanking of the wheels. He's saying the old is behind you. They were in captivity. Have you been in captivity in your life? I know I have. We've all been in captivity to something. And you can fill in the blank on what it is. And I know that mine is worse than yours, or you think yours is worse than mine, and but it's behind us. The old is behind, the new is ahead. I want you to know that when you're starting to change your life, when you're starting to move forward, when you're starting to say, this is behind me, think of a sickness in your family or a child, a challenge of a child. I've never had that challenge with children in my life. They've never tried to pull something on me. But it's in the past. It's in the past. The sickness is in the past. The death is in the past. Behold, I do a new thing. And then he follows it up with, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See? See? I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. What I want you to start feeling right now as I'm speaking to you is, is, is I'm delivering this to you. It's a word from the Lord, and it is for you. Oh, is it for me? It's for you. I want you to start perceiving that God is doing a new thing in your life. 
I want you to start perceiving it so that you get to where you expect it. I want you to perceive it and expect it so that you begin to walk in it. When the sea opens up, you're going to have to walk on the muddy ground, but the chariots are going to be swallowed up. What chariots are behind you? I don't know. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Our past oftentimes can be considered maybe it's sin, maybe it's doubt, maybe it's defeat. Maybe it's something that you just always have wanted to shake, but you just kept running from it. The recipe is so simple. I love cooking. I love recipes. I love eating more than I love cooking. But God's got a recipe for what's behind you. It's here in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Here's what he does with your sins. It's in Psalm 103, 12. As far as the east is from the west. I'm just reminding you of scripture that you probably already know, but you need to hear it. And you need to not only hear it, but you need to believe it. And you need to take hold of it because if something behind you has been chasing you and you're running from it, you can face it. And the way that you can face it, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and forgives of all our sins and purifies from all unrighteousness. As far as the east is from the west, so he has removed our transgressions. Or we can say our skeletons in our closet. He's removed the past that we've got back there that we linger in. He's forgotten it. And you know what? He's not even going to remember it. Listen to what Hebrews 10, 17 says. Their sins and lawless acts, and you could put in parentheses everything else, I will remember no more. Bless your holy name. The past, you can either run from it or you can learn from it. God does not dwell on the past. Why should we? He's not digging it up on us. Hey, pastor, don't you remember? No. No, he's not. And he doesn't want us dwelling on mistakes and failures in the past. He wants us to plow a straight row. He wants to see a new thing in us, and he wants us to see the new thing that he's put into us. Now, if God's put a new thing in your heart recently, or if you've been thinking about a new thing that God may have for you to do, I want you to know that it's from God. God is the God of new things. He's not the God of old things. God is a God of moving forward. He's not going back. And he wants us with him. Are you with him? Yeah. Do you want to be in a new thing? I want you to be in a new thing. God wants you to be in a new thing. I want to pray for you right now. And if you don't know the Lord, Jesus Christ, He's the beginning of new things. He's the branch. 
that sprung up in the desert. He's the one that was there. His spirit hovered over the waters in Genesis. His spirit filled Moses. His spirit has been with us since time. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, today's the day. It's for you. And if you're wanting a new thing in your life, I want to pray for you right now. If you've been sensing a new thing, I want to confirm it in you. If you've been saying, man, it's tough, God. I know we're just getting through this pandemic. I know we're just getting through this. We've been through this. And you, you know what's going on in my life. Well, yeah, he does. And he wants to help you plow a straight line. Your past. Run from it or learn from it. Dear God, I thank you today. Father, that you can show us a scripture so simple that you can reveal to us something so plain that we can't misinterpret it, God. You don't want us dwelling in the past. And I decree and I declare here today that any dwelling in the past is cut off, that they can't turn their heads around or even bring it up in their memory, the things that have been failures in lives. And, Father, I know that you're saying you're doing a new thing. Yes, we perceive it. We perceive it, God. And, Father, what I want right now is your spirit to touch and to quicken those that need the new thing, to keep them moving ahead, to keep them moving forward, to keep their eyes focused on you. And I declare success in your plan, God, in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves you. He loves you. And he wants more than anything for you to take up the new thing, to grab it, grab hold. Take it. It's yours. God bless you all. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to have a song. We're going <laughs> to praise the Lord. And uh, God bless you.